live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness, how does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis. Weird beard, and the only person in the room to find some of the female enemies in Streets of Rage 4 to be uncomfortably erotic, me, James Campbell. Uh, Yeah, that's okay. That's weird. Is it because they're too close to your taste, and you're like, oh god, I'm attracted to video game characters? Or are you like, old man, like, ah, put on some clothes in there? You know what? It might be the first one. Because some of these women enemies in the game, I'm like, I would ask that woman for her phone number, (laughs) but she's kicking my ass! Is the Overwatch League in trouble? Robbie Landis will fill us in on the current OWL drama in a bit. Because first, Xbox held their first big conference for the Xbox Series X last week. But was there something to be excited about? And what is everyone saying the entire conference lacked? Last week, Xbox held their first conference for the Xbox Series X, which I'm assuming is that their next-gen console? Yes, is that what yes, it is? Yep, that, yep. That, that is their next-generation console. What happened to the Scarlet or whatever they were calling it? I thought <laughs> well, they had a bunch of different names. They did. Those were code names, right? Everything has a code name before they actually finally, like, officially release what it's going to be called. Okay. You know, uh, uh, at one point, the Wii was called the Nintendo Revolution, which is probably what they should have stuck with, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, the Xbox Series X is what's going to be going head-to-head with the PlayStation 5. Okay, so that is, in fact, the next-gen console. Console is mm-hmm. called the Xbox Series X. And, right. and the big the big thing about this next gen is that it's going to be the last one that uses uh, essentially like actual physical CDs or whatnot for the game. Well, uh, probably, maybe. Th- that, that's, all, that's all theoretical at this point. All I'm saying is it's, it's very like who's the winner of this next generation is going to be the company, I so think, So long as people forward. are willing to buy physical copies, they will. But Xbox or Microsoft is putting out two versions of the console, one of which will still have the CD drive and one of which will not have the CD drive. So you can pick and choose. That's Honestly, that's what Xbox is banking on is this idea that instead of just coming out with a console every generation, like the PS4 or the PS5, yeah. they're coming out with multiple ones like every few years. So you can sort of incrementally upgrade and you don't have to wait till the next big one. Oh, okay. I like the sound of that. So what exactly was this conference? This is what they would have presented if E3 had taken place? This is kind of what probably. Yeah, I think so. So the Xbox 2020 conference was kind of giving you a taste of what you can expect. There's still going to be a lot more announcements throughout the rest of the year. In fact, at the beginning, uh, you know, they did say that this is just the beginning and going forward, there'd be way more stuff to look forward during the year, especially with Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Games Festival, which is supposed to be like the direct sort of replacement for the Electronic Entertainment Expo E3, which normally takes place around this time of the year. So you're going to see a lot more stuff, but this was sort of supposed to be like the appetizer, right? A sizzle reel, if you will. This is the stuff to get excited for, right? But it was hard to get excited because the thing that they sold everybody on was this was supposed to be the big gameplay announcement. They were going to show us all sorts of cool gameplay elements from the games that would be coming out. But the problem was there was not a whole lot of that. The majority of it was mostly like cinematics or in-game cutscenes. Right. There wasn't actual footage of anyone playing the game. There was no UI elements or what you as the gamer would be seeing. It was mostly just basically movies from the game. So essentially what this was, it was a series of trailers for some of the new games that are to be coming yeah. out. The first games, was it like the first games that will be available on the Xbox Series X? Yes, maybe. Some, some of the launch titles. Maybe. Well, like, mm-hmm. they haven't confirmed what's going to be the launch titles and whatnot because that's okay. going to be the biggest like decision I think 
they make to, to of what they come out of the gates with. But really, like it was subpar. Well, you know, okay. like now, now here's the thing in, in that respect of as far as gameplay. Oh wise. yeah, yes, no, definitely. I mean, look, what we saw looked beautiful, right? Yep. They've said mm-hmm. the Xbox Series X is going to be the most powerful console on the market, more powerful than the PlayStation Five, and what we saw, I think, supports that. It all looked gorgeous, but the problem that I have is that you're not going to sell me on movies because anybody can make a pretty movie, but that doesn't mean the game's going to be interesting or that the game's going to be fun. And without showing us actual gameplay of what I'm going to be doing, how am I supposed to know if I'm going to like it or not? What if some of those movies that you were watching was the actual gameplay, though? You don't know that, right? Okay, the, we, we, we have a term in the industry for for, for stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. called bullshot, where they make it look way more pretty, or they claim that, yeah. yeah, this is what it looks like in the actual game itself when you're playing. No. Like, do you remember... Cool and Robbie Landon. No. Do you remember uh, Watch Dogs? Yeah, you heard like it? that so, weird hacker game where mm-hmm. it seemed like Grand Theft Auto, but you're hackers. Yeah, and so, like, when that game was first shown off, the footage of it was, like, this gorgeous, huge, like, people were like, wow, that looks amazing for what the game's going to be. But when it actually came out, it was a whole controversy of where they had downgraded the graphics yep. because they couldn't actually do what was shown in the trailer. Yeah, see, that's, uh, the other thing, the game. that's the other thing you have to keep in mind. When they're making these games, they have the best state-of-the-art equipment. You know, they have 12K TVs. I don't know if that's actually a thing or not, but, you know, they basically are... They want it to look the best they absolutely can because it's going to get people to buy it. But that doesn't mean that you have the exact same hardware at home to run the stuff that, that they're trying to develop this so on. So you're trying to run this 12K, quote-unquote, 12K system on a 1080p TV. Yeah, it's man. not going to look as pretty. Yeah, exactly. So, like, really, I think the biggest thing is that gamers were just stuck holding their breath, you know what I mean, for a little bit longer until actual well, gameplay because, trailer yeah, comes out. There was one point where they literally said, coming up next, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, take a look at this gameplay, and then and then there just wasn't none. And to me, that was the biggest disconnect between the gamers. Really along with that exactly. Assassin's Creed it was too, it, it, yeah, popping up saying Assassin's Creed Valhalla and, yeah, and look, coming up. it looks great I'm excited for it but as the consumer watching it when you're telling me I'm going to get one thing and then you show me the other it doesn't matter how great that other thing looks if it's not what I'm being sold I'm going to have a negative reaction to it and that's what a lot of people took away from this conference yeah, I think that's how you can see the difference between you Robbie and me like you are a more experienced gamer you, you have, you're more knowledgeable on the topic me I thought there was a lot of gameplay but I might maybe I was fooled by the bull shot or whatever you guys called it because I was <laughs> Close like, enough. like what, what are they? what's the big deal I feel like there's gameplay there there's gameplay there it gives you a little taste of some of the games but overall everybody felt there was not enough actual gameplay in the conference. We're going to talk more about what the Xbox Series X conference really means for Xbox and Microsoft coming up in just a moment because now it's time for our Close Shave of the Week. Time is up. Oh my God. Checkpoint XP's Close Shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. This week our Close Shave goes out to the Seoul Dynasty in the Overwatch League. Their season was put on hold for several weeks due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And when they finally got back in the game, there were high expectations for them and they lost three straight games in 3-0 sweeps. Now, this past weekend, they faced off against the top team in the league, the Shanghai Dragons, and they managed to take the win in overtime in a Game 5. Dynasty dropping the supercharger, forcing the Dragons back, looking for progress here on the point. But I mean, on the back, Kizyaki's oh. down, Prophet able to find him. The Dynasty, well on their way. The Dragons losing presence, losing players. And can you believe it? The Dynasty turned things around. They defeat the Dragons 3 to two that is wild all right congratulations to the soul dynasty on the close shave of the week 
Now remember, if you ever miss one, you can find them over at CheckpointXP.com. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just talking about the Xbox Series X conference that streamed online last week. Uh, which games we're excited to play. We never got to that. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But we're also going to talk about what we really learned from the conference and what this actually means for Xbox and Microsoft. Uh, you, honestly, I think both of those two things go hand in hand for me because I don't know that I can recall a single game from that entire conference except for Assassin's Creed, which I was already excited for beforehand. But none of those games really spoke to me. And, and maybe part of it was because I don't really know what to expect from them. But I didn't get excited for any of them whatsoever. I, I was kind of honestly bored. I think that it's also like another weird side conversation that a lot of video game nerds like to have is the hardware discussions. Kind of talking about like which ser- or which system is going to be more powerful between it this one. It doesn't matter what's yeah. going to be more powerful. Exactly. What games are going to be most powerful. Exactly, and I think that's what you didn't, if you couldn't walk out of this conference being able to tell me, hey, here are the games that Microsoft is going to give us to make sure that I buy this system, I think it was a a lost opportunity. Well, and the other thing to consider, too, is we don't know which of those games are going to be exclusive to Microsoft or which ones may also be on the Sony PlayStation as well. And for me, that's what it's all about. You should be trying to sell people on your console, on your platform. And look, I will give them... I will concede this to them. Over the past few years, Microsoft has been scooping up a lot of very promising new developers, right? They have Ninja Theory. They have uh, uh, 343 Studios. Uh, they have Rareware. There's, these are our, our developers that have created a lot of good games in the past that now can develop specifically for Microsoft. But the problem is... What are some of the games that they've created in the past? Uh, Rareware, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, like all the N64 platformers. Okay. Ba- Banjo-Tooie, they recently released Ukulele, which is a return to form for them. Um, it, like a, Maybe not the AAA studios. Like We're not talking Activision and stuff like that. Right. But it, Again, the, they're newer, promising developers yes. that okay. may not have made games that everyone's heard of, but the stuff that they have made has been well-received. So over the next few years or, or generation, they may create some games that people will enjoy, but the problem is they're going to have to start from scratch. These are new intellectual properties that when they first come out, people aren't going to see that and be like, oh yeah, I need to get that. It's the next, you know, the next Halo because we don't know if it is yet or not, but it could be. The problem is we won't know that for a few years still. So James, if you have to give notes to Microsoft, what can they do to get you to buy the new Xbox system? Like, do they need to show more games? Was there any... I mean, you said you, a couple you, you didn't realize that you were looking at Bullshot. So what yeah. there actually so there piqued your curiosity? There were a few games that actually had to, I had to go back and rewatch some of them to remember what the names were. So, yeah. that, I mean, that kind of shows you how effective the yeah. conference itself was. But the one that really stood out was Second Extinction, which is the people versus the dinosaurs. Oh. Like, I love the aspect of, like, that, a, like a survival game, yeah. but instead of the zombies, I'm, I'm so sick of zombies! They're everywhere! <laughs> now I, ha- I have to survive against dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And seeing some of the graphics that they had, or some of the bull shot that was in there, they're just mowing down all these velociraptors, all these dinosaurs coming after them. reminded me of Turok as well. Remember the, yes. uh, the old game from, like, you know, really Absolutely. early in, like, PlayStation sort of era? And originally, guess what I thought was going to be? A new Turok. Me too! You know, yes! Oh, cool, a new Turok? This looks cool. Alright, coming up in a bit, YouTube signs one of the most popular content creators to an exclusive deal where they worried someone's going to steal away one of their biggest stars. Weird Beard's going to fill us in on that in a bit. Because ahead next, the Overwatch League could be in trouble. 
Robbie Landis will fill us in on the current OWL drama and how the team he told me to root for is involved. Oh, stop it. Bad reasons, I'm sure, Robbie. Oh, my gosh. What's going on in the Overwatch League? That's next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh, my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Robbie Landis as well as the official Checkpoint XP self-proclaimed, absolutely not the friend you want to have in a bar fight, Weird Beard. I believe that. Can you, can, can you even actually fight? Yes. I was mm. a, I was an All-American wrestler in high school and college. Well, I can wrestling and fight, bar fights is two very different things. There's uh, no rules in bar fights. Here's what I will say is that I'm too much of an instigator. If you had me on your bar fight team... I came out for a fight. We're gonna we're gonna get into a fight one way or another. I'll tell you right now. If we get into a bar fight and you and antagonizing it, you better be the first person to check my opponent's oil. All right. Well, James, here's the thing: you have you don't have to worry about. I've invited him out to several like events, and he never shows up. So oh, perfect. Then there's I'm nothing to even worry about. Worry about. Yeah. The Overwatch League's been having some issues lately, and it's leading some to think it could be in some trouble. Robbie Landis just happens to be the Checkpoint XP Overwatch expert. Robbie, what's all the drama in the OWL about? So, uh, the Vancouver Titans released their entire roster. The oh, the <laughs> Vancouver Titans! The Sasquatch team that you recommended yes. I should all right, for. first of all, you picked the Titans on your own. I just gave you facts, all right? I laid out the facts. What are some of the facts you okay, laid out? Okay, last year... They were the runner-up champions. They were first seed. They were one of the best teams in the league. That has not changed. That is a fact. All right. Uh, right now, I don't think they're doing so Okay. Uh, well, the, because there were some issues over the over the off season, they let go of both of their main tanks, Bumper and Tizzy. And what you have to know about the Vancouver Titans, this is a little bit of like sort of like a miracle story here, is that they were a team that were plucked out of the tier two scene, the feeder league contenders. Right. The entire team stayed together from contenders into Overwatch League. That like a real ne- beautiful underdog. Yes, story. exactly. That yeah. never happens. Normally, you like pick and choose talent from all over the place. Like they a boy band. <laughs> yeah, but they had been together for so long and they played so well together. You know, people like coming into the league, they're gonna have they're gonna have like a leg up on everybody else who has been sort of piecemealed together. And they did. You know, they had the best record in the entire season, and they only lost to the Shock in the championship. And then they started sort of taking away one at a time during the offseason and bringing in new people. Now, the new people were good. You know, they brought in uh, Ryu Hong from the uh, Seoul Dynasty, who was also formerly of Lunatic High, one of the best teams in contenders. Congratulations on being able to pronounce that name. <laughs> Nailed so it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they also uh, picked up uh, Fissure, who uh, had retired and has been kind of all over the place. If you ask me, he's a little bit of a problem child, but his skill are undeniable, but they had sort of started to, to, to sort of mess with the chemistry there. And when you have a championship caliber team, why, why why would you mess with them at all? They shouldn't have. But I think this started to sort of drive a little bit of a wedge between the organization and the players. And at the beginning of the season, they got some wins, but they weren't as convincing as what they were. And then some rumors over the past few weeks, you know, they started taking down, uh, the players started taking all mention of the team off of their uh, social media, and that was kind of the bellwether for that, things. That's when you know it's real because it's yeah. like breaking up. Like once you take her, it's not no longer Facebook anymore. official. We're not Facebook yeah. official anymore. Yeah. So then, what the uh, what the what the the organization has said is that due to the COVID nineteen pandemic, that's that's the real issue for the release because they were one of the teams that were sent back over to uh, the Asian region, South Korea, A, so the players could be, you know, near their families. But then also the league has sort of been separated into your North American region and your Asian region now. And apparently the organization itself,
himself wanted to remain in Vancouver and basically try to run this team on completely separate time zones. So you're not buying the the COVID nineteen pandemic. As no, I, I think, think that I think that on. it probably added to it. But even if the pandemic hadn't happened, I think a lot of these players were probably on their way out. And but you I didn't mean, foresee any of this when we were talking teams. I should no. When you were selling me on the Vancouver Titans, you didn't see any of this. All right, first of all, Overwatch. I did not sell you on the Vancouver Titans. I also told you about the Philadelphia Fusion. I told you about the San Francisco Shock. If I remember correctly, oh, I like Sasquatches. I'm gonna. They're gonna be my team. That was what what I I based the final decision on was the Sasquatch. That's right. You were selling the Titans pretty hard when we were talking. Robbie, a question: How often or how frequent has something like this happened where they just gutted entire teams in the Overwatch League? uh, It's happened with the Florida Mayhem every season. Um, but they, oh, they wow. but they've also sucked really really bad. Okay. Uh, but within the Overwatch League, it's not something you see a lot in esports as a whole. You actually do see this quite a bit when a team doesn't perform because there's no like players associations to help protect these players. A lot of times, if they're not performing, organizations organizations will just drop everybody and sign entirely new rosters. Wow. Now, the Vancouver Titans are still in the Overwatch League. As quickly as they dropped their old squad, they did pick up another squad. Uh, and they're kind of taking the same approach they did with uh, Team Runaway, which is what the Vancouver Titans were. I think it's wild with esports. You can just get rid of your whole team and Spy. bring up new players. It's, it's, and that's totally okay? It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Are those old players going to get signed anywhere? Probably. Okay. Like, yes. like yes. ASAP, or are they going to have to sit out for a while? Mm, it, it's hard to say, but I mean, you know, someone like Haxel, who was the 2019 Rookie of the Year, everyone should be lining up to pick him up. Same thing with Ryu Hong. Fisher, I hope he retires again. Nobody wants him. Uh, but there are a lot of, there's a lot of good talent on that team, so I'd love to see them find homes. But if you want to stick with the Titans, they have a whole new roster now, uh, formerly second win from the contenders. This is now a Western-based team. I think they got uh, three Canadians. They got a guy from Texas. Uh, there is one player from Saudi Arabia, but they do have some good talent. Uh, a lot of them have experience on Overwatch World Cup teams. Um, would you like to know how they did this past weekend? Yeah, how did James? they do? How? Uh, so what they went happened? up against uh, the Washington Justice, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, they lost 3-1. to one. Oh, my God. Uh, uh. They then went up against the Florida Mayhem, who historically have been one of the worst in, in, in the league, but they've been doing a little bit better this season. Uh, they lost 3-0. and oh. uh. Uh, so, it's, so they've lost to a bunch of losers yeah. so far. Yeah, okay. so, so the Vancouver Titans, uh, I, I think that... Uh, that their former glory has been lost, unfortunately. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to root for the team anymore. We're going to talk some more about issues in the Overwatch League, uh, what they're dealing with in just a moment, because now it's time for our Nailed It and Failed It. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. It's time for our Nailed It and Failed It this week, and we're going to get things started with our Nailed It. This week's Nailed It goes out to 11-year-old Brazilian skateboard prodigy, Guy Curie, who just broke a 21-year-old world record set by Tony Hawk. Whoa! Yeah. Check this out. On Saturday, May 9th, a video of the accomplishment was posted to Curie's Instagram page, along with the caption, 1080. I have no words to explain what just happened. Skateboarder Tony Hawk had set the previous world record when he achieved the first ever 900 back in 1999 at the age of 31. Congrats to Guy Curie on his world record-breaking stunt at the age of 11. Big things definitely coming his way in the world of skateboarding. You can see the video of his 1080 posted over at Checkpoint XP. 
www.failedit.com. Now stick around to find out who failed it this week with the failed it portion coming up in the next hour. And don't forget, if you ever missed a nailed it or failed it and you want to go back and find them, they're always posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were talking about the Overwatch League being in trouble and touched on some of the drama and issues plaguing the Vancouver Titans, the team that Robbie sold me on. Oh my gosh. Robbie, what else is going on in the world uh, of Overwatch that is causing people to think there could be some trouble? <laughs> yeah, so first of all, I, th- I think that Overwatch League is getting a lot of a bad rap right now because before the COVID-19 pandemic happened, a lot of people were really high on it, right? The home stands had just started. All these teams were finally in their hometowns, you know, having teams come to them, playing these games. They were huge successes. But now that things have been moving to an online format, I think that a lot of the negative stuff has started to to come out, right? Obviously, with uh, last year's MVP, Sinatra, uh, leaving to go to Valorant. Uh, Corey from the Washington Justice has also announced his retirement. He's going to pursue a career in Valorant. In Valorant, I think so those, both those two guys are ditching Overwatch. To they go to are, Valorant, but huh? but uh, it, it looks a lot worse than it is because both of them actually grew up playing Counter Strike and I was Valorant. Ask if they were Overwatch guys to start or if right, they were CS Valorant guys. is a lot closer to CS:GO. So to them, this is a game that's closer to what it was that they fell in love with. Now, I do admit it still isn't a great look for the Overwatch League. Something else people are always pointing out, too, is that the numbers that they used to hit on Twitch, 70, 80, 90,000 people watching, now over on YouTube, they're only getting like twenty to 30,000 yeah. wow. concurrent. That's more than but, half. True, but there's a few things you have to realize here. The first thing is is that you're no longer incentivized to watch. On Twitch, if you watch, you would get uh, drops or you, you, you would get rewards that you could then use in the game to get new skins for your characters. Okay. They haven't put that on YouTube yet. But YouTube also isn't known for like live streaming, right? They have it's more of like the video on demand type stuff, which by the way, Twitch sucked at. Twitch's video on demand system is terrible. So there could be a lot more people watching these games after the fact. Which brings us to the next point. The Asian teams, which were all located in LA, are now finally back in their home time zones, being able to actually play games at the times that suits their viewership, right? So now, and, and obviously over in Asia, there are millions upon millions upon millions of people who are probably watching there that aren't watching on YouTube. Now, Robbie, give me a quick rundown of like, because this is only the third year of OWL, True. correct? Mm-hmm. Has there... Has there been another kind of like, I don't want to say flaming out, but have we seen any esports as big as Overwatch League ever rise up and then kind of fall apart? No, no one else has made it to the level that Overwatch League has and flamed out as a result. And again, prior to basically the COVID-19 pandemic, I don't think that any of this stuff was on people's radar. No one was looking for ways to sort of tear down or point all of these things out. And I think they need to be given the benefit of the doubt because unlike traditional sports, which have had to just stop. Yeah. The Overwatch League is still finding a way to carry on. It's not the best of circumstances, obviously, but it's not the best of circumstances for anybody right now. James, final word. Do you think that uh, if you had money, would you be investing it into OWL right now or would you be holding back and not? You know what? I would actually phone call my friend Robbie and I would ask him <laughs> what his opinion would be. So I want to ask you, Robbie, as the, the Overwatch expert here at Checkpoint XP. On the phone. Yeah. We're you on the know, phone. If honestly, if you could find a way to invest this year, given everything that's going on, you could probably get in for cheaper than what you would normally be, because a lot of people right now are trying to be a lot. So now is the time to with buy. Their money. If now you is can, the time to get in on the Overwatch League. If you can, maybe. There you go. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Weird beer. Done. I'm buying in right now. So you can stay up to date with all the latest in the Overwatch League with our very own Robbie Landis every Friday with the Owl's Nest. 
Robbie and league commentator Jake Lyon break down the latest action for Overwatch fans. Check it out on our website over at CheckpointXP.com. Coming up, if you're a gamer on a budget and in need of a game that costs little to nothing but is still totally worth the hard drive space, stick around. We have a free game recommendation coming your way. Ahead next, over the weekend, I spent some time playing a new game, but I noticed something almost inappropriately erotic by about some of the enemies. Why is Robbie saying I'm finally woke? We'll tell you next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around you. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the one person in the room to finally lose is PC gaming virginity, me, James Campbell. Whoa, uh, hold on, hold on. What? Have you played with a mouse and keyboard yet? Because if you're still playing with a controller, you are playing on a PC pretending Come it's on, a console. Come on, I installed and played no. Jane Silent Bob's Mall Brawl no. on Steam. What'd you use? Did you use, did, did you use the, con- you with used the, the controller. controller? You might as well. It's, it's still a console. Until you can use a mouse and keyboard like a man... Then no. James, it's your body, your choice. If you say you lost your virginity, it's all you, buddy. Yeah, it's my PC. It's my choice. I've lost that virginity. It's gone. All right. Over the weekend, I played... I put in some time playing Streets of Rage 4. Uh, played a lot, I put a lot of time in it over this weekend. That's pretty much what I spend a majority of my weekend doing. Trying to get, get through some levels, get through some stages, fight some bosses. But I, I discovered... How much time have you put in that? Because I know some people that have beaten it already. Oh, well, to me, a lot of time is like three hours. It's so. it's about a journey. It's not just about how oh, much time you put okay, in. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Robbie, uh, some of these stages are very difficult, okay? Oh, sure, it, sure. Let me go get you a participation medal. Thank you. I would appreciate that. I'll take it. And I'm not ashamed to wear my participation medal because I still keep my Little League trophies for participation <laughs> on the shelf at home. Thank you very much. My parents paid good money for that, that Little League, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure they got their, their money's worth. But anyways, back to Streets of Rage 4. So playing through these levels, I started to feel kind of uncomfortable. There's some female enemies in the game that are they are very voluptuous so to speak. Like, they're very, I feel, almost sexualized. Okay. And there's even a boss in there who's like a like a dominatrix with a whip and like a captain's hat. And inside the chambers where you fight her, there's like sex, like it's like a sex dungeon. See, this, but instead this, of the this sex is toys, the, it's like weapons well, no, hold on. to annihilate No, you. this is the issue with him only playing stuff like Realm Royale. He doesn't realize that this type of stuff in video games <laughs> is pretty normal. This is that normal? Uh, like, well, is it, okay, are you having a negative or a positive Reaction. Yeah, do you well, like seeing all the sexually, sexual things? I'm like, hello, ladies. <laughs> but then in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's a you're cartoon. a grown man playing a video game. Yeah. You shouldn't be having these unsavory thoughts about these women. <laughs> like, I'm being attacked by, like, Twitch thoughts. Like, those hoes over there, like, over-sexualized girls, like, that you know are all dolled up just to get you revved up and going. So <laughs> was you, I'm fighting against these girls, and I felt very uncomfortable. Do you want to be uh, beating up women with no makeup in this game? Well, I don't want to wait. I don't want to beat up women in general. <laughs> Thank you, Weird Beard, for putting me in that position. But in terms of the game, I just felt like this is fappable. Yeah. Like, okay. there was tons of nerd boners oh being erected playing this game right now, and I felt weird being a part of those... Those nerd boners. Now, if you could travel back in time and uh, if you were like 21, 22 and play the same game, do you think you would have had the same reaction? Is it because you're getting older? Oh, no. Back then, I'd be like, hey, I totally, I totally <laughs> took care of business. This. Yeah. <laughs> I got attacked by an army of Twitch thoughts and it was great. You know, it's like living out of fantasy with like e-girls being in the game, but they're there 
for sexual gratification instead of be- beating up. I hate even <laughs> making that sound like we're, we're beating up women, but it is in the context of the video game. There are females that come at you. And so, even- so, so do, do, do you just wish that maybe it was a little bit more varied? Like, because like maybe some of them should have clothes on or maybe you want to go up against. Maybe you know- not have them look so sexy. I don't know. Like. Okay, all right, I see. James, I think that you you need to just get, you need to get in control of your own sexual desires here, okay? It is not the fault of of the women in the game or elsewhere that you're having these thoughts. Get in control of yourself, man. Well, I guess this is just my old man rant, then. I don't know, but I just felt very uncomfortable playing this game. I never felt, I had those feelings playing the game in the past. Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, they had female enemies in there that didn't have their boobs half hanging out. Like, it was just... He should not play Bayonetta. Yeah, I think the next step is that we just have to put a parental lock on it so that he can't buy adult games You know anymore. what? That sounds like That sounds like a plan. I think so. <laughs> You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We were just talking about how I felt slightly uncomfortable playing Streets of Rage 4. I guess maybe it's just my old man rant. But uh, what did you guys get up to over the weekend? Robbie, what did you do? Uh, what did you do? Oh, Something you can do that we can make fun of you for? Yeah, I uh, was not able to control my own urges and my own desires. Uh, my girlfriend's Ew. been playing uh, Persona 5 Royale, which is an, an older game, but one that has a newer version. has a bunch of extra stuff in it. And... She's been playing it for like over a hundred hours now, so I'm like, she's got to be getting close to the end so that I can play it, right? I go and look up online about how long it takes to beat this game. She has at least like another sixty to seventy hours to go. You can only one person play it at a time. Yes, yep. It's a it's a one person game. It's an RPG role playing game. You know, very narrative driven. Okay. So I, I, I wanted to play it. There was more than one save spot. There's only one save. Well, again, there's only the one disc, and she's oh, always okay. playing it, right? Gotcha. So I so I I end up going and dropping the sixty bucks myself to buy a game. We already had so that I could play it. Robbie and I have very different issues with women. Yeah. In gaming. <laughs> I think they're overly sexualized, and he's just waiting for his turn to play. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in this game, there is uh, uh, one who runs around in a leather cat suit with a whip. So Really? Yeah. I might. I probably would feel uncomfortable playing the you game. You probably would. Yeah. Maybe See, so. Robbie, all I'm doing is living vicariously through you. I got to do absolutely nothing this week. Uh, all because of how I shaved my cats. <laughs> what? What? Okay. What? So I have you shaved t- your cat. I did. Sh- I shaved two cats this weekend. Did you watch a YouTube video on how to do this? I did not. I kind of. Um, so I have two cats named Bug and Noodle, which are the dumbest names for animals that you can come up with. And uh, I was just sick of them shedding everywhere. And they were just like, one of their fur, hold on, hold on. One of their fur gets a little dirty. We had them scheduled to get like groomed before quarantine happened. I thought cats took care of that on their own. They, mine are dumb. Like no, they just they, they don't do. do a good job no, of it. They do. It is summer. This is the time when cats shed. Let it happen naturally. And what happened is, so we we usually you know we trim them, but I never like shave them. And I was like, all right, today's the day. I don't think you're supposed to shave. We're cat. gonna shave them. So we shave both the You're cats, not. and the worst part is that. Wait, 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 what do you mean we? Who's we? Uh, my girlfriend. Like she signed off on this. In in theory, like I told her, I was going to take care of it. I didn't oh, say how no. I was going to take care of it, but I just said I was going to take care. All of it. All you have to do is just brush them daily, and then throw the hair away if you don't want it getting everywhere. So after I shaved them, I stood. I was in the doghouse because apparently I just had uneven. <laughs> Like shaving strokes, trying to get the fur off. You don't say. Uh, and my girlfriend's not happy with it. So I'm I've not just been- happy with you. I'm calling PETA. I've been banished upstairs because she gets mad every time one of the cats walks into the room because she's just reminded of how stupid they look. Right so did now. you get get them fully shaved to the point where 
or is it looking like it's half of a cat with fur and half of the cat had some sort of a weird medical test done? Uh, it just looks like it's definitely a homemade haircut. So like how people have had to give themselves haircuts while in quarantine and everything. It looks bad. It'll grow back out. They'll be okay. They're all right. You know what? I think you should be grounded off of your switch. I think for the next month, that switch should be your daughter's switch. That's what I think. That would be a punishment. But why? She would be. She would destroy it within a month. Yeah, and then guess what? You'd never shave those cats again, would you? I might shave the cats. If we're stuck in quarantine oh, for any geez. longer, I'm making it a, a, a weekly thing that I have to shave them no, at this No, you point. know what? I think as a punishment, Weird Beard should have to shave. We should, we should get the shave Weird Beard. <laughs> yes, head <laughs> and beard. Yeah. Gone. Bring what? in the trimmers yeah, and we'll shave Weird so. Beard up. We'll give him a quarantine yeah. card right here in the studio. That's right. We'll videotape it and everything. I don't know how I signed off on this at all. You, you just got outvoted two to one. <laughs> well, anyways, I guess we all really know Weird Beard prefers a shave. Put- Coming up, Grand Theft Auto Online is getting really weird. How does it involve alien gang wars? We'll talk about that in a bit. Because ahead next, YouTube signed one of their most popular content creators to an exclusive deal. Were they worried someone was going to steal away one of their biggest stars? Weird Beard will fill us in when we get back on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Starting in the Overwatch League, competition has officially resumed. However, there will be no more homestands this season with all matches being played online. League play has also been suspended with a regional tournament instead being held in May. The spring split of the League of Legends LCS has drawn to a close. Cloud9 were the big winners, and this is where we should be wondering whether they'll perform well at the midseason Invitational. Unfortunately, we're not going to find out, as that event has now been canceled as well. The summer split is still on track to begin June 20th. NASCAR has taken to esports for the time being. They're running the iRacing Pro Invitational Series each weekend, where pro drivers compete in sim races. Normally, we'd be gearing up for ESL1 Rio, a major Counter-Strike tournament that runs in May. Due to COVID-19, it's been pushed back to the fall this year. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has also been moved back to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's over at CheckpointXP.com. Hey, it's Weird Beard from Checkpoint XP reminding you to make it blue. Help say thank you to our heroes on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Whether you're streaming, drawing, singing, cooking, or anything else, showcase your talents and hashtag light it blue. You can find more information at our website, CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show, Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard, and the only person in the room whose significant other's dreams are haunted by Weird Beard, Mr. Well, Robbie Landis. Yeah, yeah, Katie had a dream where apparently Weird Beard was like visiting for some reason, and there was a killer outside our front door, and we're like. Don't you open that front door. And Weirdbeard went out there and started talking crap to him, and he got in and killed everybody. That sounds like a, a very scary dream, but I'd be more concerned with why your significant other is dreaming of the Weirdbeard. I was there, Absolutely. too. Well, I'm sure you were. Yeah. It's because he's nightmare material, that's why. YouTube signed one of their most popular content creators to an exclusive deal. Weirdbeard has an interesting take on why. Weirdbeard, what's going on between YouTube and PewDiePie? So we're seeing the uh, the streaming wars really kind of play out anymore where it's not signing total shows, but signing creators and content creators and influencers. And uh, it's like YouTube versus Mixer versus Twitch versus, uh, you know, a couple other smaller platforms. But those are the main players. 
Uh, and PewDiePie, who is the the king of the YouTube platform, he's made the most money on the platform, has some of the, the highest subscriber he, he, rates. He was one of the first, uh, I think the first content creators to, to surpass, was it 1 billion subscribers, yeah. oh, I think? Wow. Yeah, but no, I don't think subscribers, I think total views. Oh, that, that might have been what it was. He's yeah. known not so much for gaming, though. He's known for other types of videos, isn't he? Or is he more known for gaming stuff? It's, it's like he got his start in gaming and he still lives mainly in the gaming adjacent. Okay, the, I like, thought he was place. more like Mr. Beast. He'd give people a whole bunch of cash. The, like, bi- the, the big difference is that he doesn't live stream what he's playing. I yeah, mean, he okay. does a little bit of it, but the majority of his content came because he started before live streaming and Twitch became a thing so he does like pre-made videos where he'll like play offline and take all the best parts and string them together it's into like videos. montage reels of him and just dominating people yes kind of yeah okay. yeah and not even dominating just like playing games and being dumb uh it's a hundred million uh subscribers he was the first one to get a hundred million subscribers yes and so what's happened is uh it was big news when ninja moved from twitch, from twitch to mixer, to mixer. Yeah. so this is PewDiePie signing back to YouTube. Now, many people... so dumb! Yes, many people don't know that actually last year he signed an exclusive deal with a rival platform called DLive. Um, I've I've never heard of it. A rival platform? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call him that. Anyways, he's back signed to YouTube as a content creator. And what does signing this exclusive deal with YouTube mean for PewDiePie? means his content is only on YouTube. So he he can only post videos on YouTube. He's not going to go to Twitch or to Mixer. He can't go on Twitch, And he wasn't going to anyway. This is the the dumbest thing. Because, again, first of all, the fact that he got signed to a no-name platform last year and then came back to YouTube anyways shows that he can't make as much money anywhere else that he does on YouTube. With 100 million subscribers, he's probably raking in the dough. And honestly, I don't think that anyone, any any place like Mixer or Twitch would even want him on their platforms. Well, I mean, with 104 million subscribers, like, that's a, a pretty right, large... Be, right, because all 100 million of uh, Ninja's subscribers followed him to Mixer, didn't they, Weird Beard? That's true. I will also say, though, that uh, PewDiePie, he's one of the most well-known of the like YouTube faces, right? Like he's the uh, if we were to talk acting stars, and you get like The Rock. Everybody just knows The Rock. Yeah. In that scene, in that sphere, like PewDiePie is a face that you know. Would you say what Ninja was to Twitch, PewDiePie is to YouTube? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now kind P- of. PewDiePie doesn't come without some uh, some strings attached. He has had a controversial past. Uh, in 2017, Disney cut ties with them over allegations of anti-Semitism, mm. uh, and then yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. And then he, he's he's had multiple uh, I- issues and instances of stuff like that. Because happening. after Disney cut ties with them, uh, YouTube on their YouTube Red, that's their premium like video service that they have, dropped a series that he had. And then later that year, he also used a racial slur during a live stream. So like, there's. Benefits and positives. He comes with a, a large fan base, but also, you know, some of these not so great things in the past. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be a long term good. Now, plan. some of these things that he's gotten in trouble for in the past, do you think it's due to immaturity or do you think it's due to just pure like, 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 like trying to get like views or something like that? Yeah, Ugh. or that too. Because sometimes people will put out controversial stuff I mean, just. To get eyeballs on he's their videos. 30. Like, you would hope at 30 years old that people Yeah, you're would... a grown-ass man by 30. Yeah, but, I mean, I also don't like giving <laughs> that same benefit of the doubt <laughs> to people. Um, they did release... YouTube did say... Uh, so, uh, his past statements were not in line with their values. Were he to vi- violate our policies today, we'd take action accordingly, I just as we it. would any other creator. So, they at least acknowledge it and say that they will trade him evenly. 
Uh, but we'll see how it works. I'd say that remains to be seen. Yeah. He makes some money. They ain't going to kick him anywhere. So do you think other streamers or content creators will be signing more exclusive deals with YouTube? I, look, I, I think that all of the big streaming platforms, whether it's Facebook Live, Twitch, Mixer, DLive, whatever that is, I think that we're at a point now where they are realizing the value in making sure that those views stay on their platforms. Uh, so, yeah, whether or not it, it, it's something that actually needs to happen, I do think we'll continue to see it happen. All right, you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. We love hanging out on some of those awesome stations that host us each and every week. We want to say we love you over to the Fan Sports Radio 910 in Richmond, Virginia, ESPN Pittsburgh 970 WBGGAM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and 97.1 The Fan in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Checkpoint XP family. We know there's a lot of you out there that are gaming on a budget, so Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. What game do we have this week? So this week, the free game we're looking at is Dauntless from the Epic Game Store, an action role-playing game all about hunting monsters. The behemoth threat looms from beyond the horizon. To stand against it, each of us, master and recruit alike, will choose our own path. Whatever it is you seek, Every hunt offers the chance to earn glory, trophies, or at least a battle scar. Live on the edge of every moment, Slayer. Live for the hunt. Dauntless takes place in a fantasy setting where a cataclysmic event has torn the world apart, releasing monstrous creatures known as behemoths that prey on the surviving humans. Players take on the role of slayers to take down these behemoths, collecting loot that they use to craft and upgrade weapons and equipment so they can take down larger and more powerful behemoths. This is essentially your off-brand version of a popular game from Capcom called Monster Hunter. Yeah, Uh, I thought it was kind of like a combination because the characters look like Fortnite characters. It's a little bit more cartoony in nature as well. Yes. Now, what's cool about this is uh, this isn't just a free game of the week. This is always free uh, on Epic Game Store. Uh, Because I have Monster Hunter, I've never actually looked into this uh, myself because Monster Hunter, of course, is the superior game. But that sort of play style of just being able to jump in hunt monsters, you know, create some new weapons and armor, go and hunt more monsters. There isn't really an end to this game. Just like something like Fortnite, you know, when you feel like you need to maybe blow off a little bit of steam or, you know, maybe you have uh, uh, some kids you want to try and play games with, something like this is honestly so epic to play with other people and just feeling that sense of accomplishment at taking down, like, huge dragons. So if I've never played a uh, Monster Hunter game, what's maybe another game that kind of is similar? Or what exactly are you doing, uh, kind of? I, I don't know that there's any that are super mainstream that are similar, but again, you are basically controlling uh, a, a person mm-hmm. that has some type of weapon, whether it's a huge sword, two daggers, a bow, or some type of, like, you know, fantasy gun, and then you have to go up against, like, Godzilla's and King Kong's just as, cool. as this little person and take down these huge, giant monsters. Kind of like a Shadow of the Colossus? Kind thing? of. I mean, the Shadow of the Colossus is even uh, a, a little niche, a little... I know you're I'd fighting huge, like, But yeah, the, the whole idea is that you, as a person, are fighting these. Actually, Actually, uh, uh, Mila Jovovich is starring in a Monster Hunter movie that's coming out uh, probably thanks to COVID sometime next year. Uh, but something like Dauntless, again, it's free. You can find it on the Epic Games Store on PC. Uh, it's also on uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, I actually downloaded I it on well. the PS4 when it first came out, but I, it's embarrassing to say I never found time to actually get into the game. 
<laughs> and play it. And it seemed like a game you want to play with friends. It, you it, know, it definitely helps. Does helped, it have yes. couch co-op and like online co-op? It does, both. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the reasons why I never got around to it. None of my friends. I have no friends. You know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an old man loser. I have nobody you to play what? games with. So. Maybe I'll download it with you and play it with you. you know, yeah, show you the like ropes. Uh, yeah, you'll have to get it on PC, though, because, you know, mouse and keyboard. Uh, <laughs> and the superior race of uh, gaming consoles there with the PC, huh? Well, we'll see. Well, anyways, there's your free game of the week. Be sure to pick up Dauntless from the Epic Game Store totally for free uh, when you have a moment. Now, coming up, did an NFL team use a video game to throw some shade at a rival? We'll let you know in a bit, because next, it's time to play a game when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh, my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition, Checkpoint XP Radio, a Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and likely the only guy in the room still stuck on the third level of classic NES beat-em-up, Battletoads, me. James Camp. Absolutely no, not. Say, yeah. Actually, no. Battletoads is notoriously difficult. Everyone, is, are, are, you're talking about the the little jet ski on level. The jet ski level. Yeah. Yes. No, that is notoriously difficult, especially on two players. A lot of people consider it impossible. Thank goodness. Have I you ever I was the only one? Have you ever watched a, a speed run of Battletoads? It'll make you furious. It's kind of disgusting, especially because even on that level where you're stuck, they plan on dying multiple times during a speed run during the people that like. Play it professionally. They just don't care. They're so gonna they die. expect to die, and they know they're going to die at that level. Absolutely. I feel redeemed as a game. <laughs> All right, it's time for some fun and games. We're going to play a little game. I guess we're kind of calling it, can we guess what's more popular on Google? we got Checkpoint XP producer Callie sitting in to help us with some of the answers. Weird Beer is going to give us some trending topics on Google, and we have to decide which of those are more popular. Correct. Weird Beer, take it away. So... I mean, it's a pretty self-explanatory you know, explanatory game. So we'll start off with the first question here. You guys need to come up with an answer as a group so you can dis- discuss oh, it okay. yourself. Okay. Okay. So it's a group exercise. Yes, Teamwork. and then give me one answer. So for your first question, in Connecticut, what do you think is the more popular search term? Danny DeVito or plastic bags? <laughs> what does this have to do with gaming? Uh, oh, there's, there's plenty. This is just a warm-up to get you in the okay, mode. Okay, I got you. All right. Uh, now, uh, well, personally, I think that Danny DeVino is way more interesting than plastic bags. I bet that yep. right now during the pandemic, that plastic bags thing is like like a recycling-related type thing? Like what, what, what to do with, with them like or the something? plastic bags are going to be trending due to something for some, to do for some with, weird with reason. the pandemic. Yeah. Whether they're littered across the, the, the parking lots mm-hmm. of places or the cause and issues. And remember, this is specifically in Connecticut. Yeah, see, I think it's it's Connecticut, or it's uh, plastic bags too, but because it's in Connecticut, they're weird, man. Have you been to Connecticut? It's just weird people everywhere. They probably are big on plastic bags. Yeah. We were there briefly, yeah. that's right. All right, we're going to go with plastic yeah. bags. That is the correct answer. Yeah. Why was it trending? A plastic bag ban was much more popular in discussion amongst political circles than Danny DeVito was. Well, why are you talking about Danny DeVito? Yeah, all right. What is this video game? How is that video game related? It was just a warm-up. Here's your next question. (laughs) In which city was Fortnite a more popular search Uh, term? Okay. Kobe or Toyota? Uh, What states are those in? (laughs) Yeah, where are those? Uh, Toyota, like Japan? Toyota, Japan, and then I'm not sure where Kobe is from. All right, I don't think Fortnite's that big in Japan. So I I'm I'm don't think it's that one. Uh, Kobe is also in Japan. So. Oh crud! Um, <laughs> is that, oh, is that where the beef comes from? Kobe beef? Know. Oh yes, gotta be. I don't yes, know. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna those, go with Toyota. Those, those fatty cows. Because the car. 
I agree with you. I think Toyota is probably a, a, a bigger oh, city. Oh, I wonder if they were a sponsor, maybe. I don't think that has anything to do with anything, but... Can you sponsor a city? Is no, that no, I mean, I mean, maybe Toyota, the, the company, sponsored Fortnite, and for some reason the city searched it a lot. I don't know, okay? I'm trying well, I feel here. Like if it's trending, I feel like Toyota's going to be a bigger city in Japan than what Kobe is, and there's more people. They might be playing Fortnite a little bit more, so I'm with you on Toyota being... How do you, how do you come to the conclusion that there's more people in Toyota than well, Kobe? I feel like if Kobe is where the beef is named after, it's but, more of a farmland. It's land. a farmland. Okay. So there's less people there. All right. There's more cows, and those cows are like treated like uh, all right. uh, saints. We're going to go with that. Well, cows, go. Can't, cows clearly yeah. can't use social media, so we're going to yes. go with Kobe. No, we're going with no, Toyota. No, we're going with Toyota. <laughs> Toyota. 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 Toyota is the correct yes. answer. Yes! Look at that. Callie Toyota. trying to trying to sabotage us. Throw a monkey wrench in there. Our logic was impeccable, though. So now why is Fortnite trending so much more in Toyota than Kobe? I have no idea. They just like it more. Wait, well, hold on. You didn't have a reason? Uh, no, it well, just it shows what's more popular. Could, you, could, you, do the numbers. A, could you do a bit more research for us, Cla- please? This is a classic weird beard game. That's no. why. <laughs> um, next question. Which state Googled the term Hot Pockets more than human rights? Was it oh. Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, or Flavortown, USA. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of options. Here. Okay, I, do, I think we can rule out Flavortown. <laughs> I don't think Flavortown's eating hot pockets. All Where's right. Jim Gaffigan from? Uh, Boston. Oh. I believe he's from the Boston area. Boston area? Okay, he didn't say I, Massachusetts. I kind of want to say Arizona. Why? Because I feel like it's, there's more civilization there than the southern states. And you think that makes them into hot pockets? Well, no, I just I feel like the southern states like I just I picture like hillbillies like just sitting out on their porch and rocking chairs. We'd like to extend an apology to all <laughs> the stations in the south. Yes, please disregard Robbie's ignorant comments about <laughs> southern listeners. I look, I just I don't think that they're spending a lot of time on social media, okay? I'm kind of with whereas, you. But whereas whereas in it. Arizona, there's probably a lot of soccer moms out there. There that, are a lot of soccer that moms need to get you know snacks for their kids, and so well, I was thinking Googling hot pockets hot are kind of like empanadas, right? And it's also you know? it's hot in Arizona, hot hot pockets. Well, that's a that's, that's a silly, great logic. That's a I, silly language. It worked for the last one. <laughs> that's fair. But I feel like the hot pockets and empanadas, um, maybe they're kind of going hand in hand. So okay, I would, I will agree with you. You go with Arizona, Arizona. Cali. Yeah. You want to fight it? All right, no Arizona. It's your first incorrect answer. The actual correct answer, Alabama. According to Google the Trends. The Alabama Hot Pocket yeah. from Urban Dictionary. Ooh. According to Google Trends, what is the more popular dish according to people who consider themselves gamers? Is it ramen, pho, or sobe noodles? Oh, okay. Well, I love all three of those. The answer is probably Hot Pockets. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, that wasn't an option. It so is it ramen? It's still the answer. It's all an Asian noodle dish. Correct. All ramen, these, pho, right? or sobe noodles? Ramen's cheaper. So I I haven't had pho in a long time. I don't feel like people are talking about that a whole lot. It's going to be ramen. I mean, ramen. You can't go out and eat at a a pho restaurant, right? I think you can eat at a pho restaurant. But I'm saying right now during the Oh, no, not right now, no. Well, not not to mention, again, ramen, you got 10 bucks, you have like a year's supply. Boom. Okay, well, this could also be like good ramen, too, like where you go to a restaurant and get ramen. It's delicious. Then I still think we're looking at at ramen. Okay, ramen. Yeah, Ramen. ramen. All right, according to gamers... Ramen is the most popular snacking dish. It's just because it's the most versatile one. You can eat, order cheap ba- bad ramen for 16 That's cents, also, or you can get good ramen. When it comes to anime, they're always eating ramen. Last question real quick. Out of all the members of this cast, who ranks highest on Google Trends? <gasps> oh, it's got to be James. Look that up. It's got to be James. I think it's uh, me, too. He, he's got the previous following. Not to toot my own horn, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I do I, a see, lot of it to I David think, Chuck the Freak Show. I think Weird Beard would only put this on here if it was him. 
There's no way. It's I think. Him. I think. There's it, no. Wait, what if he knows some kind of crazy like SEO trick? Well, to but put no. On his but he had profiles. he had a past radio life. Higher. He's been on other shows before in other cities. He could have big followings in them. For all we know, he was in like Portland for a while. Is it as Weird Beard? It's just the term Weird Beard. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. See, see, I think it's Weird Beard. You're cheating because Weird Beard brings up stuff that has nothing to <laughs> yeah. do with you. I think we see we see through with this you little cheater. farce here. There was that red herring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Weird Beard. I'm going with the cheater weird beard as well. Unfortunately, James Campbell is our most popular oh, member. It's your fault, Kelly. Yes. talked us out of it. I don't even mind getting that one wrong. Look at that. James Campbell is trending higher than all you guys. Yeah, the controller user. All right, you heard our nail did earlier on the show when an 11-year-old Brazilian skateboard prodigy, Guy Curie, broke Tony Hawk's 21-year-old world record. Well, now it's time to see who failed it. From the high highs, an absolute monster, to the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. Who failed it this time? Well, goddamn it, Ninja. Sometimes it's hard being a streamer, but part of always being on camera is learning not to lose your cool under pressure. This weekend, we heard him go berserk on stream when another streamer made mention of his move to Mixer after being a once king of Twitch. <laughs> Why should we respect Brand no. new people that that don't have respect for us. Like what? Well, how does that work? <laughs> Hello? Are you joking? Like, dude, you're coming into our territory, and we should respect you. Like, what? Well, I'm not coming in the mixer on oh, Twitch. That's not even talking about. <laughs> when you, you try to make it personal, which is annoying. I, I'm not making it personal. What? Doesn't matter what the vibes, guys. Ninja, you are drunk. Wait, Ninja, are you drinking? Oh, are you drinking right now? Just shut up, bro. I've been freaking roasting you for the last three hours sober. Okay. No. Now I'm okay. Even more. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me though. We're the one that gets freaking tilted. When it's irrelevant. When, 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 when bringing up the specific platform is irrelevant in this discussion. There we go. Please do it one more time. I can't wait. I'm, I'm popular. Because you think you're oh, so clever. I know you guys want me to say, "Why does Ninja suck so much?" But sometimes I kind of agree with Ninja, so I'm a little bit on Team Ninja. It is unfortunate that we went berserker on the stream uh, over the whole mixer. Moving to Twitch, Dude, Ninja's thing. Ninja's washed at this point. He's a washout. Like, he's just cashing in on his name at this point and going crazy on streams. I'm over it. Get a life. I definitely feel like Ninja is the biggest fan of Ninja. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I'm 100%. not going to argue there. So that's who failed it this week. Don't forget, if you ever miss a nailed it and failed it, you can always find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Something very strange, or should I say out of this world, is happening in Grand Theft Auto Online. Robbie, have aliens taken over the GTA universe? Yeah, so uh, for those of you that don't know, Grand Theft Auto Online is actually it, it, it's the online component of Grand Theft Auto V. It allows multiple people to load into these servers and basically go around you know, the world or, 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 or the city, uh, Los Santos, of Grand Theft Auto. And, and I'm kinda, the only person in the room do whatever that has they want. issues trying to play Grand Theft Auto Online? I can't ever figure it out. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do I, once, I, I, once I, I get in there. Because it's, it's, it's like free-for-all. It's, 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 it's a free-play kind of thing. You just get on and do whatever you want within G. GTA Online, a new trend has emerged of people dressing up in neon-colored alien suits, hopping into a van, and then going around and finding people who are in alien suits, jumping out of the van, and beating them up with, like, baseball bats in their fists and stuff. It's blood versus crips. Like, literally, <laughs> on site, if they see you in a different color, gang, gang, it's on, and well, it's, like, bad. Y- y- yes, so it's, it's led to, like, these alien gang wars, and people who haven't been participating in the alien gang wars, who just want to play it normally, have gotten to the point where they're so sick of it, they're now starting to... To fight back as well so you have like these alien gang wars and like the humans fighting back against them and uh, this isn't anything scripted or made or developed 
by Rockstar or the game in any way. This is just something that naturally this started is just to something that the from the players just naturally evolved and caught on somehow. And it is just the weirdest thing. And and to me, that's one of like the most sort of it's a weird term to use, but magical things about online games like this is just the things that can happen that nobody plans for. And then it just takes on a life of its own. James, are you team human or team anti-human? Um, I want to say team anti-human, but I almost want to be a human and go up to one of these alien gangbangers and just say, take me to your leader. <laughs> Coming up in a bit, Weird Beard has a recommendation on a great game from the not-so-distant past you may have slept on, so stick around for that. But ahead next... We're checking the gaming headlines. Robbie, what do we have coming up? The last of the big three conventions of the year has been canceled. Oh, I guess we'll find out who it is and why it's canceled. I'm sure we can probably guess. <laughs> That's all next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Robbie Landis. And our very own inner office correspondent, superhero slash resident slime farmer, and haunter of dreams, Weird Beard. I have so many job titles at this point. You do. How is that Freddy Krueger life treating you, though? Uh, good. I, I think that like the thing that I've learned going into people's dreams, especially Robbie's girlfriend's, uh, Katie. I think the the biggest thing that I like doing is uh, trying to make do weird things so that people have to explain it afterwards. Have you ever tried to explain a dream to somebody? Yes. You sound even crazier if you have to include the name of somebody called Weird Beard in it as well. Here's what I think you need to do the next time you're in Katie's dream. You need to go in the bathroom okay. and leave a turd in the punch bowl for him to find later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're welcome, Robbie. Did an NFL team use a video game to throw some shade at some rivals? We'll talk about that in a bit because now it's time for... The guy is unreal. My goodness. Here's another esports gaming update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. Another one bites the dust. Following suit and cancellations of industry events, the Tokyo Game Show has announced it would be canceling as well. That marks all three of the biggest gaming conventions in the world being affected by the pandemic. E3 and the Tokyo Game Show have canceled outright, while Gamescom in Europe is moving to an online format. So is uh, this like the death We've talked about how it's kind of the death knell for E3. Do you think it's also the death knell for Tokyo Games? No, because Gamescom and the Tokyo Game Show are still very much industry events, right? Uh, I don't know that they're open to the public and trying to capitalize the same way that E3 does. Uh, and especially in, in in the Tokyo Game Show, I mean, you know, J- Japan is still like the heart of video games and in, in, in technology. So, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think they'll be back next year. Uh, but uh, I do still think that they should, uh, you know, like Gamescom is going to online and just like Jeff Keighley is doing the Summer Games Festival in place of E3, I do still think that they should try to do something to help encourage, you know, the celebration and the sharing of information around games and, uh, you know, some of the stuff that's going to be released this year. Nothing planned, though, to go online? Not yet. Just all hopeful wishes and dreams? Just cancel. Yep. Another famous name has been added to the list of Animal Crossing players. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez posted on Twitter that she would like to visit people's islands to leave doodles and notes on their island bulletin boards. She hung out with several people over the course of the day, including attending an epidemiologist's graduation ceremony that was being held in Animal Crossing with his friends and family, where she even gave a short commencement address. Would you, like, I mean, we keep talking about this, but it feels like every 
everybody's played Animal Crossing. At Literally, this point, right? It's, like it's all I'm, over the place. I'm the oddball out for not having yeah. an Animal Crossing. Yeah, I think for me, what's what's most uh, what I enjoy the most about hearing these uh, stories is you can tell this isn't just people trying to capitalize on it, right? Like Danny Trejo didn't just like grab somebody like his daughter's Switch, like, oh, hey guys. I play Animal Crossing too. Like you're getting screenshots and like full stories about them going to these people's islands and actually interacting and really playing with them. You don't think the, some of these though are publicity stunts? I mean, the names in the news, a little Robbie? bit. The three that I've I think read Robbie's so a little, far, a little the bit three of the that I've the one that I've there. read so far, the ones I've seen so far, it does seem like they do enjoy it. And in the case of AOC, she actually has a higher rank in League of Legends than Weirdbeard does. Ooh. Absolutely, I'm terrible though. So. <laughs> Valorant continues to dominate the Twitch sphere. Western Valorant esports events. That means it's not counting the normal non-event gameplay of, you know, regular Joes like uh, Weirdbeard and our producer Callie. Reached 7.08 million hours watched in April. That's a tremendous feat considering that there is no formalized or official league format at the moment. In fact... Riot Games, the creators, have said that they have no immediate plans to create an esports scene around their game and would prefer that a, grats, a grassroots competitive scene grows first. You think they're too scared to put the money up to start to get the scene going? They I think see... they're smart not to do it. Because yeah. if you try to put up the money to get it started right now, right, mm-hmm. you have to start reaching out to organizations, seeing who's interested. And some of those organizations might end up actually panning out and being worthwhile, but there might be some that if they don't see an immediate return on investment, men end up bowing out. By doing it this way and letting a scene grow from the ground up, you can then see that these people and these companies were willing to invest on their own in the future of this esports. And it's also still, it's not even out of beta yet. Like, you, That's it, true. It's got to well. oh, wait quite a while before you start dumping money on it. You don't even know if it's going to be successful. Very true. Do you think it could be also contributed to the similarities between Valorant and CSGO, the Counter-Strike Global Offensive game? Because they're very similar games... Well, I think they were, but it was like Valorant was built from the ground up to be a competitor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they they already knew that they were going to the esports space. I think they just don't want to rush it. I think they want to let it like work all the kinks out before you take it mainstream as like an actual mm-hmm. uh, sanctioned body and all that other kind of stuff that goes okay. along with it. The Washington Justice have had a rough go this season in the Overwatch League, but it's only going to get rougher. One of their two star damage dealers has uh, announced his retirement to pursue a career in Valorant, and that is their star hitscan player, Corey. Uh, hitscan is a particular type of hero uh, where there's no like travel time in the bullets or the projectile, uh, but Corey, unfortunately, uh, is uh, going after Valorant. He was, early in his career before going to Overwatch, a CSGO player, which is why I think he's so good on the hitscan players and also why he's assigned to pursue a career in Valorant. But following that, uh, the Justice's second star damage dealer, Stratus, has also announced that he would be stepping away from the active roster to pursue a career in content creation for the team. So he's still going to stay with the organization, but he's going to be a streamer instead of actually competing. I wonder why that would be. Why would you you still be with the team? So you're still involved yep. with the game. So uh, the reason why is he's probably not he's probably not enjoying uh, the competitive side of the game as much. You know, having to worry about doing uh, uh, the scrims and you know the training regiments and all that and contributing to a losing team. It's taking the uh, fun out of the forum. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and he'd rather go and make probably just as much, if not more, money 
by streaming and not having to worry about uh, you know losing twice a week in full sweeps. Although so, they did just beat the Vancouver Titans, so there's that. Oh, <laughs> upside! Well, apparently, everybody's beating the Vancouver Titans these days. Fortnite has become known for its amazing events and in-game concerts, from EDM DJ Marshmallow to hip hop star Travis Scott. Fortnite hasn't stopped as this past week they held an event called Party Royale, which featured three separate artists playing tunes for players as they partied with each other instead of trying to shoot one another. Dylan Francis, Steve Aoki, and Dead Mouse, all popular electronic dance music DJs, played short sets at the Party Royale Island's main stage, a jagged floating screen set over panels on a beach. We talked about this recently. I really the think future, man. more musicians are going to continue to jump in and jump in and jump in. It's like, it's such a low, I don't want to say barrier for entry, but you're not really doing that much. If I'm Marshmallow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't actually have to fly somewhere. No, you I don't do it from act- your house. You do it. Yeah. No, it's all pre-recorded, and it's all Yeah, like, you don't done. even have to do it from your house. Now, when you get to the point where they How start How dare de- they act like they're doing a live concert, <laughs> and it's all pre-recorded materials? Now, if they start debuting new material in Fortnite, that, I think, is the next level. That's it for your Checkpoint XP gaming news update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. Thank you, Robbie, for that update. Now, we can't get away from the Animal Crossing. It's everywhere. Even the Detroit Lions are getting in on the action. They made a five-minute-long season schedule reveal using Animal Crossing footage and actually took some shots at some of the other teams that are going to be taken on in the season. Yeah, now some of these, I think, came across a lot better than the other ones. Like uh, the first one, uh, you know, announcing when they would be playing the Bears, they actually dig a hole, take a giant, like, bear, like, teddy bear, and then put it in the hole and bury it. Or uh, uh, using the bug-catching net to start, like, whacking a Green Bay Packers uh, fan. Uh, overall, I mean, again, five minutes. Were like, like, this took some time. Anyone who's ever, A, tried to stream or tried to make, like, a video out of gaming type stuff, like, they put a lot of effort into this, and, and it was pretty cool. Well, I think it's it's crazy to see an NFL organization reach to Animal Crossing to be the thing that they use to announce their season. Not and something like cool that. like Call of Duty or, like, Fortnite, but Animal Crossing. Do you think, James, do you think that it was, like... Do you see the fit? Does the fit make sense to you? I see how popular the game is right now, and especially it's more popular than I can ever believe with people in my age group. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people that I talk to, they're like, I, are you playing Animal Crossing? I'm like, no, I, that's a, ch- <laughs> a children's game. Why would I play a children's game? Yeah, so I kind of I kind of see how it fits together. Like, to me, Animal Crossing and NFL, I don't really see a direct connection, but I can see the, like, the age group and the demos that are into the game bridging that gap. I think it was crazy, too, that especially we've not we've talked about all these people that have been involved. We've talked about now an NFL team that's been involved. Animal Crossing seems to be the game of quarantine, right? Like, it's the biggest Absolutely, yeah. biggest thing to come out of it. Um, do you think that they're going to continue to bring in more games and, and involve more, like, companies, Ooh. essentially? See, I, I'd love to see that because personally what I was hoping for out of the quarantine, specifically with traditional sports organizations, since there's literally nothing they can do right now, yep. they need to keep that outreach. They need to keep on people's radar. And I think that by engaging with uh, you know video games and esports in ways such as this, I think that that also starts to endear them more to the younger audience that they've really had a hard time capturing and bringing in. I think it's – and then like, like you said, Call of Duty seems like it may – on first blush, that's the game that you would think like an NFL would want to be, you know, kind of targeted at. I don't know if this means that the NFL is wanting to talk to a different kind of audience 
than maybe they've had in the past, you know? Maybe it's no longer about... <laughs> if they want to stay relevant, they should. Yeah, like they want to talk about not just the, the beat em up uh, boys and drinking beer and going to a game and type of audience, you know? Well, like My initial thought would have been, why don't they do something with Madden football? Like the Madden football game. They have already got the football game players there, and let's let them know that, hey, the season's still going on. The, there's stuff going on. Matt, well, and, and Madden is big within the NFL uh, space as well. You know, they actually have uh, uh, competitions that line up about with the season two. But I think that, you know, given the crisis of the pandemic, you need to go beyond that and start reaching out to fans who aren't just already a fan of football and of your brand, yeah, but, you know, that. bring new people in. Yeah, and I think your point that you made earlier, Robbie, about trying to get those younger fans involved. Especially. Like now is the time to get them because you hook them now as youngsters and look at some of the grown adults that we work with, that we see, that we interact with, painting their faces, the color of the teams, going shirtless and doing all that crazy stuff. Like, that's the way to get in there and get them going now. Final question. Do you think that uh, more people are going to watch the Lions or any football game now that they've seen it in Animal Crossing? Or do you think that it... It just was like a cutesy thing, but didn't win over anybody new. Uh, I think it remains to be seen. Uh, by the time that football comes back around, I don't think people will remember the cutesy Animal Crossing video. So it's something that they're going to have to keep up if they really want to convert fans. All right. Why is the gaming world way overreacting to a nine-year-old being banned from competitive Fortnite play for four years? We're going to talk about that in a bit. Because ahead next, we have a great game recommendation that you may have slept on for whatever reason. Kids, work, too big of a gaming backlog, whatever it may be. Now, this game, I've never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, because I'm going to tell you all about it. Awesome. We've got the patient gamer next on Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh, my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, along with Weirdbeard, as well as the star of the straight-to-TV Lone Star Showdown docu-series, Robbie Landis. You looked good. Straight-to-TV in Texas, yeah. I mean, that's still how many yeah. people are able to go, oh, hi, I'm on a nationally syndicated radio show and I'm on TV. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and actually, uh, now, uh, even those outside of Texas can watch it. You can find that uh, Lone Star Showdown docu-series on YouTube. Just search for the Houston Outlaws or the Dallas Fuel. And uh, it should be on both of their uh, accounts there. The first part, anyway. Second and third part are in the weeks to come. But thank you. It was a lot of fun. And it was, uh, I still have trouble watching and hearing and like listening to myself because watching it with my girlfriend and I come up and I'm just like, no, I can't even look at it. You got to be like, hey, girl, look at how handsome I look. No, I mean, she, she liked it, but I was just like, oh, I don't like you gotta it. You got to play it in your favor, like Robbie. I don't like it. We know a lot of our listeners love gaming, but life comes at you fast, and you don't always have the time to keep up on the gaming news, let alone all the latest games. So we're bringing you The Patient Gamer. Each week, Robbie and Weirdbeard are going to tell us about a hit game that came out a few years or more ago that you might have missed uh, for whatever reason. Something that's easy to get into and well worth the time. Weirdbeard, what are you suggesting this week for The Patient Gamer? Can you resist the evil in your blood and forsake the dark destiny that awaits you? Or will you embrace the monstrous nature and ascend to godhood as the new lord of murder? It's Baldur's Gate 2, the enhanced edition. Ah, Minsk will be free. These bonds will not hold my wrath. Quickly, we must get out of here before whoever did this returns. I swear, traveling with you is never dull. Your grace, I am Mazzy Fenton. A valiant servant of justice and righteousness. Join me then. Together, we shall wade through the blood of all who would oppose us 
Weird Beard, I feel like maybe you're just trying to get my approval now. You've literally brought us a game based on Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, that's exactly what this game is. So if you're a fan of role-playing games, if you like a game like Skyrim. your comment. If you like wizards and knights and dragons and stuff, this is going to be a game right up your alley. So uh, this is a computer game. You can find it on Steam. It runs for about $29 for the Oof. game. The entire enhanced collection is $135. Wow. <laughs> but I'm not recommending that. I'm just recommending the base game. Um, and, and it's great. It's You get you are essentially a, a role-playing game where you go around with swords and, and try to stop evil dungeons and dragons. All right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm sorry, Weirbird. I'm going to hijack your patient gamer. All right. Okay. If you're going to spend that much money, don't don't spend it on Baldur's Gate 2, which is definitely an older game. And a classic. Uh, I mean, that may be. But if you're looking to spend 30 or $150, just go ahead and buy one of the more updated top-down isometric Dungeons and Dragon uh, style games like a Pillar. Pillars of Eternity, now, for example. Now the reason, way better, way more of a pure Dungeons and Dragons experience. Well, you're also in my like a, you're a pure like diehard Dungeons and That's Dragons right. guy. So let's uh, hear from Weird Beard why he Divinity thinks this is, Original Sin is another good one. The reason I would suggest Baldur's Gate Two is a it set it set the standard for what a lot of uh, role playing games kind of model themselves after. Uh, but if you ever remember playing like old Diablo games, or if you like the yeah, I got the, the vibe from watching the trailer. There's like a like a Diablo. Yeah, like it's very it's a top down isometric. It's just it's it, it feels good sometimes playing these older games. I'm one of those people uh, that really liked the series when I was younger. Uh, and if you want a nostalgia trip to go back and play like uh, RuneScape, almost this is the game that would really you know uh, tickle your jollies. Okay, well, I mean it looks interesting. I am a fan of like the the fantasy type stuff where you fight in, in dungeons and. And taking on dragons and so on and so forth. So it, to me, it looks interesting, but I feel like it's a classic game at a not super classic price. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's because it carries. Now, here's the thing. If you play just the main story, it's about 48 hours by itself. If you're playing the main story and the extras, about 79 to 80 hours. If you want to do every single thing littered throughout the game, it clocks in at about 135 hours. So 30 bucks for 135 possible hours. Let's see. Yeah, you're definitely getting some gameplay for your money. For yeah, sure. you're at least you're at least getting in there. And again, it's on Steam. You can go check it out right now. Um, and if you get the uh, the 140 or whatever dollar pack, you get every single expansion that exists for it, all the music, and essentially everything they've ever released for that game. Zenin, a very good nine-year-old Fortnite player, was banned for four years, and some gamers are speaking out about it online. But are they overreacting? Yeah, so uh, like you said, nine-year-old Fortnite player Zenin uh, got caught competing in a tournament uh, and as a result was banned because uh, there is a minimum age requirement to participate in Fortnite competitive play, and that's 13. So when you hear four-year ban, that seems insane and in most cases it would be because especially like if you're in the overwatch league or league of legends that four years could be the difference between the end of your career essentially but when you look at zen nine years old four years and four years he's gonna be 13 he's they basically so they, they basically just said well, yes well, they said you can't play until you're allowed to play basically now let's also clarify because when you say play a lot of people are confused on this. Yes. He's only banned from competitive. So like, he's not banned from Fortnite. No, no he, he can, can still he play can Fortnite still at play. home yes. with his friends yes. in Brazil. Yes. Talking about soccer, whatever they do down in Brazil. But you just can't enter into a tournament 
because you're not the age that you're are allowed upset to about be. Yes, like uh, FaZe Banks, for example, who uh, FaZe Clan is one of the, you know, the bigger uh, uh, brands in esports. Like, like the, the bad boys. Yes. Yeah, yeah. they kind of are. Uh, so FaZe Banks says, why create a game that's clearly targeted towards kids if you're not going to actually let them play? This stuff breaks my heart. Actually, let the kid play. But Guess what, Banks? He can! <laughs> And that's that's the real funny thing is that this was all literally all over gaming Twitter. The guy we talked about earlier, Ninja, even tweeted in a little bit about it because it, like this was more than anything a huge viral marketing stunt. This kid Zenon, he also plays with his father. That's the way that they get around the Twitch streaming rules is that he's supervised by a parent. He's all this kind of which stuff which is like fine this. if you're underage and you have a parent. Then you can stream. But they knew that this was going to be a deal if they could market a clip of a nine-year-old being banned. Because, again, even the ban screen that they show in the clip, because it's not in English, a lot of the people that were consuming this and just seeing it just saw a nine-year-old kid crying, seeing something that says, oh, he's banned, and not being able to read that it says, hey, you just can't compete. You're good with everything else. Don't worry about it. Yep, all your skins and all the stuff you've collected is still there. Nothing's going anywhere. You just can't keep breaking the rules. Do you think Zenon might cause a change in the rules to where the Epic or whoever's putting on the Fortnite tournaments might say, okay, if your dad signs off on you, then you can compete against the big boys? I I don't think so. I think it's, like, again, like, because... First of all, it's legal type stuff. Yes. Like, like, like they're protecting their own butts in the long run. But this kid, like, he's a streamer, but he's not, like, a massive, world-moving streamer to where he can just demand, you know, hey, I want to be able to do this now. I really think, like... The kid got a win just in the sense that he played a lot, a lot of people and got free Zenin trending on Twitter. But outside of that, man, like it, it'll go back to normal in another week. And I, got you. Yeah, I feel like there's already a risk that they already broke the rules to getting them in that tournament or whatever to begin with to get caught. So what's uh, what else? Other kind of deviant plans do they have in mind? Exactly. So I actually just loaded up Twitch and searched for Zenin. And guess who is currently playing Fortnite? Zenin! To 2,600 2, people. That's right. I oh. think Zenin is going to be just fine, guys. 206,000 people? 2,656 people. He has 160,000 followers. He's got like 2,600 more viewers than what I ever do yeah. when I'm on Twitch. Yep. And he's, he's gonna only be, nine. He's going to be okay, guys. All right. What would your dream esports team be? We asked you on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook. We're going to share your answers when Checkpoint XP returns. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Starting the Overwatch League competition has officially resumed. However, there will be no more homestands this season with all matches being played online. League play has also been suspended with a regional tournament instead being held in May. The spring split of the League of Legends LCS has drawn to a close. Cloud9 were the big winners, and this is where we should be wondering whether they'll perform well at the midseason Invitational. Unfortunately, we're not going to find out, as that event has now been canceled as well. The summer split is still on track to begin June 20th. NASCAR has taken to esports for the time being. They're running the iRacing Pro Invitational Series each weekend, where pro drivers compete in sim races. Normally, we'd be gearing up for ESL1 Rio, a major Counter-Strike tournament that runs in May. Due to COVID-19, it's been pushed back to the fall this year. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has also been moved back to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. That's over at CheckpointXP.com. Hey, it's Weird Beard from Checkpoint XP reminding you to make it blue. Help say thank you to our heroes on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. Whether you're streaming, drawing, singing, cooking, or anything else, showcase your talents and hashtag light it blue. You can find more information at our website, CheckpointXP.com. 
Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my god! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weirdbeard, and the one person in the room thinking about entering into his first video game tournament next weekend. What? Me. James Campbell. Whoa, yes. hold on. Stop the show. Whoa, whoa, yes. whoa. What tournament? Next weekend, there's the Bach Bowl, which is a console-only Realm Royale <laughs> tournament. Oh and I'm thinking about entering, but I'm really God. nervous. Do you have to go somewhere to enter into no, it? No, you, you you play at home, and you have to like log your scores using like a Realm Tracker. Oh. But I'm worried... I'm going to be going up against a lot of real players. Oh, okay. And not as many bots. For, first of so. all, first of all, James, they're all playing on console, so I don't know if I'd call them real players. Oh, get out of right? here, you and your judgments. But look. PC Master would, Race guy over there. Would you be would you feel nervous about like going down to like, you know, a, a local sports bar and entering into like a darts tournament? Yes, I would. Oh, all right, fair enough. Then I, I, I support you. He's gonna be the angry stepdad. What a hater. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be the loving I just mother want here. you I just want you to be the best you can be. And I know you can't do that playing on subpar equipment. I think you're going to do just fine, James. You're going to win it all, in my opinion. You know, I wish you were this supportive of your real daughter. All right, this week for our social media outreach, our producer Chad shared a meme inspired by the Xbox 2020 conference, and it blew up. Robbie. What got people so mad? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, we talked about this uh, uh, early in the show last hour, about how the conference, which, which boasted to show all types of new gameplay yeah. footage, showed which I really thought there was plenty of none gameplay, of it. but you're saying mm, I, got, it, I got fooled by some bullshit. You did, you did. It was a lot of, like, in-game cinematics, in-cut scenes, not the actual gameplay. And so Chad had put a meme out on our social media of a lady kind of, like, looking, you know, she's, like, holding on to her, her knees, like, she's really, like, looking hard for something, and it said, 2020 gameplay, where? And people lost their collective minds. Really? We had people from, like, the Microsoft camp coming out trying to defend it. You had people from the Sony camp, the Sony ponies, as they're called. Ooh, the uh, Sony ponies. <laughs> coming out and, like, trying to, like, you know, talk up Sony. And it's like, look, first of all, all our comment on the meme was, was that they said there'd be gameplay. There wasn't. That that wasn't any sort of verdict on the actual content that was shown. But I just want to go over some of these comments here. Reginald says, we only got a couple games today, and it was pretty good game engine footage, but we will get gameplay later. So it sounds like Reginald agrees with well, the meme. That's that's fine, Reginald, if they're going to send gameplay later, but don't claim in this video that you're going to show gameplay then. Like, if you're going to say gameplay later, that's fine, Microsoft. Just let us know what we're seeing. Let me let me just give you some uh, some facts, some cold hard stats oh, here. Oh, cold hard stats. Here we go. The impressions, the times people saw our meme on Twitter. You want to take a guess on how many, James? How many impressions? Yes. Well, if we're talking about it, it must be a pretty big deal. So I'm going to say 25,000 impressions. 202,000 wow. times it was seen on Twitter. Uh, and then how many people engaged with it? 45,000 people. Wow. Engaged with our tweet. Huge numbers. time numbers here. Yeah, Roe Ro says everyone missed it. It ain't here yet. All those games are going to be on PS5. So why is everyone trashing Xbox? What has Sony shown us? A logo and a controller. Wow. Roe, this has nothing to do with Sony. Sony didn't come out and say that we're going to show you one thing and then completely tease us and show us nothing at all. People were fired up about this. They week. were. It, it was look how fired. Ro- uh, look, Robbie is. Bad, bad Baldy goes. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're still waiting on PS5 gameplay. 
We are. Bad Baldy, you're right, we are. But Sony also hasn't claimed they're going to give it to us. It's funny because, like, these tweets would come in waves to where, like, somebody would say something inflammatory and then you'd get a whole bunch of replies and then eventually it'd trickle off and there'd be nothing. And then somebody else would somebody come else in. Somebody else would jump in. Somebody else get fired up. God dang it, it just wouldn't end. It, so it, it was kept... a bit of a roller coaster ride for you guys watching this tweet below. Uh, and you know who else? Norris from Checkpoint XP on campus was a complete instigator. And anytime it'd start to die off, he'd jump in and just start throwing elbows in the pit, man. He, he was not there to he make friends. He was not to get social media attention. And uh, by the way, if people want to see this tweet, they can find it at Checkpoint XP on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I just want to give you a few more here. Uh, Don Wom says there was a little, but it didn't look any better than current gen to me. Which personally, that's a pretty big indictment on Xbox. Claim that this is the most powerful console ever, and even your Xbox fans think that this doesn't look like it's really up to. Let par. me ask you this: in terms of power, because we've we've mentioned power on the Xbox is supposed to be the most powerful yep. system. What are they talking like? Processor speed, the graphics, like what? Uh, all right, so what's going to make it super? I, look, I could throw stuff at you, but honestly, I don't even understand what these words mean. Uh, the big thing that they throw around, yes, is that it has more teraflops, teraflops. teraflops. than the PlayStation Five does. Look, I, I had never heard of the word teraflop until the Xbox Series okay. X. Came this is the first time I've heard of so, it just now. Uh, in in five seconds, not to overcomplicate it, a flop is how essentially how fast a computer can calculate something. So think of like a terabyte is a huge. Right, okay. yep, a teraflop means that it can it do a lot of thinking real quick. So it can. It's very. It's a very big calculator. But that's a nerd statistic. Yes, nobody you know actually I mean? cares about that. You know what people care about? What, what games? games are going to be on it? it? And honestly, some of the best games in, in in the past decade haven't been the games that look the most realistic and use the most intense graphics. They've just been the games that are fun. And until Xbox realizes that people don't care about what the most powerful thing is they care about what's most fun i personally think that they're always going to be sort of lagging behind in sony when it comes to this department you're listening to checkpoint xp your home for esports and video games we love hanging out on some of these awesome stations that host us each and every week we want to say we love you to the fan sports radio 910 in richmond virginia as well as espn pittsburgh 970 wbgg am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and 97.1 The Fan in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thanks so much for being a part of the Checkpoint XP family. So the other question that we put out there was, if you had, if you could make your own esports team for your hometown, what would it be and what would they play? So before we read some of these, I actually wanted to ask you guys, Weird Beard, we'll start with you. Your hometown, if they had an esports team and you owned it, what would they be called? What would they play? Part of me wants to go CSGO because that'd be like... Uh, That's your game. It's, yeah, it's like the one I know the most, so I feel like I can make the most informed decision. But Valorant has my attention. Of course Uh-oh. it does. So much just because I see dollar signs. Like, even if I don't think it's as, as good of a game as Counter-Strike, I think that there's more money there. So I would force them into playing Valorant. Uh, I grew up in a city called Grand Blank. Um, uh, we could be like the Frenchmen. I don't that know. is the, the worst Frenchman. name. The Grand Blank Frenchman. Oh, we are bonjour. We are here to surrender. <laughs> oh, please destroy us in Valorant. <laughs> what about you, James? Ah, uh, for me, well, I don't want to. I'm not going to go with like the city I grew up in. I'm going with Detroit, my All right. hometown. All right. And I like to play off the Motor City, and I love to play off like Motor City Muscle. Oh, so I like Muscle. 
but in terms of like hunks, like r- real buff Ooh, be the hunks. warrior dudes. So I'm going, no, Motor City Muscle, but I like to see them as like a Rocket League team. So they're, okay. They're oh, that's, like, that's really good. That you know, is really good. There's you actually get the cars, but you got like your mascot would be a real hunky, like muscular yeah. Like, racer. Yeah. You know, one of our uh, uh, listeners, uh, Pink Lemonade, actually said something similar Ooh. to you. They said, I would love to see a Detroit Call of Duty team. Keeping with the Motor City theme, they would be the Detroit Rev. I like it. And the mascot would be a ram. Okay, you kind of lost me on the ram part there. Uh, I'm drinking drinking that pink lemonade. I come from a very, very small city called Oakley, and uh, I think that for me, I like the more more endemic esports. Uh, teams that have like really out there names like Ninjas in Pajamas or the yes. Unicorns of Love. Yes. What? Right? Wait, the Unicorns yeah. of Love? Yep. There's a team named after my favorite he mythical just his new favorite team. <laughs> yeah, what what league are these guys in? Uh, they're uh, in, in, in quite a few, I think, actually. Uh, but I think for me, I would have to go with something crazy like the Cthulhu Cultists or something Ooh, like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a few other ones we have here. Uh, Jeremy says the Broad Street Bullies is what he would call his esports team. Uh, let's see. Uh, Zero Uno says, I'm in uh, New Jersey, so it would be the Jersey Talons with the Eagles as the logo. Very traditional, that's I fun- feel like. That's funny because that's a New Jersey and a Philly uh, team back-to-back right there, so they'd have to be rivals. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. setting up a rivalry. Our uh, producer, Chad, this is actually going to end on a, on a kind of a sad note here, says, uh, from Detroit, the Detroit Disappointments. Oh, come on, Chad. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. All represent. Right. The last one here from Kyle says, considering our hometown has some of these. He doesn't say where his hometown is. The elephant. Okay. Not the elephants, just the elephant. The single elephant. <laughs> the single elephant. elephant. Well, yes. it will dominate and stomp. I want to give a big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and producer Callie for helping put this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Checkpoint XP as well as Facebook. We'll talk to you again next week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and don't let the coronavirus get you down. Yeah.